And then Stacy's going to make some pie, and we're going to we're going to have some pie and praise. What we'll do is we'll meet over here and and uh, have devotion time, and then we'll go next door and praise the Lord for Thanksgiving and eat some pie and fill up on pie. So next Wednesday night we won't necessarily have a prayer time, but um, but have pray and pie uh, pie pie and praise uh, next Tuesday night. Uh, the bonfire, well, I say bonfire, but the hot dog roast and everything we'll have. Uh, like I said, we'll have the, that Saturday night at 5 o'clock. Don't f- forget that. Um, then Christmas party and Christmas program are coming up in, Chris, at, uh, in December. It's hard to believe we're six, seven weeks away from the new year, you know. So um, be thinking about that, too. 2023 is on us and, and uh, be a brand new year for our church, brand new year for you and just be thinking and praying about what the Lord has for us in, in 23. So if you have your Bible, take it to Judges chapter 13. <coughs> Judges chapter 13. And we're going to be, we've been studying the life of Samson. And uh, we're taking our text from this here. In verse number 8 is where we will begin. Uh, Judges chapter 8. I mean, Judges chapter 13. So... In Judges chapter 12, it, it tells of multiple judges. And then Judges 13, uh, the children of Israel go and serve idolatry. Brother Alfred, you talked about that Sunday, how the children of Israel, right? Was that you? Uh, served idolatry. and, and uh, Well, actually, that was chapter 14, wasn't it? Um, but served idolatry, and the children of Israel really struggled and went away from the Lord for uh, 40 years. And, and then the Lord saw fit to raise up a judge. <clears throat> now, I said this, I said it last week, I said it the week before, but the children of Israel didn't ask for, a, for deliverance. The children of Israel didn't repent to the Lord. He sent somebody to them. And uh, isn't it like that sometimes for us, the, the Lord sends a deliverer when we don't necessarily, or we're not necessarily looking for one. But he sent one for the Israelites. So, uh, this the revelation came to the wife of Manoah, and uh, we talked about that last week. The number one in the lesson was who, who was the revelation to? The revelation was to Manoah's wife. Manoah's wife, <clears throat> Samson's mama, didn't have a name. It's very interesting. We talked about that last week. That her he, she was a no name person in the scripture. She didn't have a name. Uh, why did God choose not to give a name to Samson's mama? We know a lot of those uh, mamas in the scriptures, they have names, but Samson's mama wasn't mentioned. Then we also know this to be true as well, is that out of all the judges in, in the book of Judges, Samson is the only one that talks about his birth, how he was born. So I, find, I kind of really think it speaks more of Samson's mom and dad than it does Samson in of himself. Samson was a, a man that lived by the seat of his pants. And uh, he just jumped from one thing to the next to the next. Uh, lust, uh, he, he struggled with sin. He struggled with sin a lot. But here we are, Samson's parents. So the revelation was to who? It was to Manoah's wife. But what did she do with this, uh, this vision she had from the Lord? Let's look in verse number 8. You know, what, what does she do with, when God tells her, hey, you are going to have a child. Verse 8. Well, yeah, verse 8. We'll start there. Then Manoah 
entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God, which thou did did send, come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Noah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman, as she said in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. <coughs> and the woman made haste, and ran, and showed her husband, and said unto him, Behold the man that hath appeared unto me, that, hath, that came unto me the other day. And Manoah rose, and went after his wife, and came to the man, and said unto him, Art thou the man that speakest unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child, and how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her be aware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, neither shall neither eat anything unclean. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Now, so here we are. This is, if you will, the request made by Manoah. There's a couple things I see in this text that's very interesting to me as we look at these, these six verses about Manoah. Uh, Manoah, he didn't doubt what his wife said. Now, you say, what is that? What do you mean by that? You think about this for just a moment. Manoah's wife was barren. She could not have children. She, they'd been, I don't know how long they'd been married for, but they'd been married for a, a good a bit of time. But she couldn't have children. And she came to her husband and said, Hey, look, an angel of the Lord came unto me and told me that I was going to have a child. Manoah's response was, I want to meet this angel. Now, in, our, in my mind, if, if my wife is barren, and she says an angel of the Lord came to her, I don't know that my instant response would be, hey, I want to hear what the angel has to say. And, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just, a, maybe I'm too carnal or don't, my faith is not strong enough, but I don't know that my faith says, okay, okay, yeah, sure. What is your faith? When, when, if that was proposed to you, something that you uh, was incapable of doing, and God said, you're going to have a child, what would your response be? Uh, you know, when, when Sarah and Abraham were told they were going to have a child, what'd they do? What'd Sarah do? Anybody know? Uh, she, she, she told... Uh, <coughs> Sarah laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a child? Yeah. I'm going to have a child? That's what she did. But Manoah's response was, look, look what he says in verse number 8. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, Oh, my Lord, let, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us. So first of all, he makes a request that the man of God comes back. He comes back. That was his first request. Then the second request, look what he says. And teach us what shall we do unto the child that shall be born. Teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. What does that speak of? What does he have? What does Manoah have? He has faith. Faith. He has faith that that child is going to be born. It's, it's a done. Hey, 
teach us of the child that shall be born. Is that strong faith? That's strong faith. That's absolutely strong faith. And honestly, we talked about, we, I, I talked about this just a few minutes ago, but I, I feel like all of this, God choosing God to use Samson, God really chose to use Manoah and his wife because of his faith. He says, he says okay, well, let me see. First of all, let me make my first request is let me see the man of God. You know, he doesn't say, well, let me question this. Well, who, who was this man that talked to you? No, he said, I want to see him. I want to see this man. Then his other request was, okay, teach me. Okay, I, I, I'm not. I've never been a dad before. I've never been a dad before, so teach me how, to, how, how am I going to raise this child. That's faith in believing that what God said would take place. How many times do we as Christians, we read it and we're like, eh, eh, I doubt that's true. Well, that verse probably doesn't apply to me. Have you ever heard somebody say that? I think, I think most people when reading the Bible, they don't give thought to what they're reading. They pass over it and keep on going. I mean, but there's a lot to be said for each, each story. It, it, there is a lot to be said. Right. And when you go to digging in it, you come up with this. But the average person, He's just reading to be reading, and he just goes right on through and, and doesn't really put thought to what is being said. Right. Right. Well, the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing comes by what? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing cometh, uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing comes by what? The Word of God. So how can I increase my strength and increase my faith is that Bible right there. You know, we, we, we draw away from that Bible. We don't spend time with our Bible. We don't spend time in the Word. Manoah and his wife took that angel of the Lord to believe exactly what that angel said and believed it wholeheartedly and said, okay, well, teach me, teach me what I need to know. Is that our attitude when it comes to the Word of God? Is that, is that our attitude when we read something in the Scripture? Well, I don't know that I understand that. Well, Lord, teach me so I can raise my children. That's what he said. Teach me so I can raise my child right. If you have ever, maybe one of somebody, you went to beauty school, right, to learn how to cut hair? Cut hair? No, you taught yourself. You did? Okay, a couple years ago, right? Okay, so when they, when they were teaching you, what did they teach you? Did they teach you how to, uh, to, uh, to cut hair, right? Yes? No? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Why? Why did they teach you that? Because you wanted to learn about cutting hair, right? Because yeah, right. you paid them to teach you, right? right? Everybody, if you have a trade... Brother Jerry, did you have a trade? What What was you? What'd you do? You did you have to be trained to be a painter? I sure did. I went to school. And you're a retired school teacher, so did you have to be trained to do school to teach? Hey, I went, I went to a business college, got a little degree in bookkeeping and accounting, went to the employment agency to 
tests so I could get put to work. Uh huh. They told me don't you can be good at, pipe, at, at anything with your hands, carpentry, pipe fitting, but uh-huh. don't try anything with bookkeeping. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? What What did you What did you go? Anything else? You guys trained to do a certain job. Delbert, you used to drive a truck. Did you have to take CDL? Right. You did bookkeeping and all that stuff for the for the water department, right? I trained to be a draftsman. A draftsman. Mm-hmm. Did you have to do some training? Did you do training? Some. Yeah. But there's requirements for everything that you did. And you had to learn that to be able to do that. But why is it our attitude when it comes to a job? Well, we got to learn the ins and outs. We got to learn what the best way is to do it. And when you have your job, you learn the most efficient way to do it. You learn the, the best way that you can invest or whatever it is. Every job's different. But every job, you make sure that you hit the line. But why is it when it comes to what God wants for us? Yeah, well, I'll do it on my own. No, when, when Manoah found out that he was going to have a child, he said, oh, stop the presses, stop right now. This child isn't even born yet. This child isn't even conceived yet. And he says, okay, teach me how to be a, how to be a dad. That's smart. He knew. He, he knew. That that child was coming. And he wanted to learn how to take That's it. That's right. But, but why is it that we don't treat God's things that way like we do when it comes to work? Not enough faith. And I, I think that is, that is 100% true. But I also believe that we're not teachable when it comes to the things of the Lord. When God wants to teach me something, am I willing to learn? That's right. I don't... You know, sometimes I struggle getting instruction from certain people. Like, okay. All right, go, 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 right? Am I the only one that struggles that time? You have no idea what you're talking about. But why is it that with our life, and God knows, it's not like God doesn't have the wisdom to teach us. God has the wisdom and the knowledge to teach us how to live and what to do and where. I mean, all those things, whatever it is that God wants us to do, God, can He teach us? Does He have a wealth of knowledge that is way beyond us? Yes. That is why when you pick up your Bible and you read it today, you might get something completely different than what you did last year when you read through your Bible. You will. You will. If you want it to... Yeah. But do what God, you have to want to do that. That's right. Because nobody's going to make no, you No, no one's going to make you do that. No one's going to hold you down and say, you better train for this job. But I need help to be a dad. I need help to be a husband. I need help to be a Christian. I need help to be a church member. I need help to be a pastor. All those things. Who are you? In this church, what are you? 
you're a Christian, you're a father, you're a dad, you're a husband, you're a wife, whatever it is, you, you list it down what you are. And maybe you still have a job. So then you have a responsibility outside of here that, hey, God, teach, help me to be the best employee or uh, help me or whatever it is. Teach me how to do these things. You think that God is capable of teaching you to do what he wants you to do? He's not. He, I mean, Sarah, he is capable of doing, he is capable of teaching me. But am I capable of listening and applying it to my life? Because what was Manoah? Manoah said, whoa, teach me. That is a huge right attitude. Any thoughts or questions before we move on? Any questions? I'll say one thing. He's smart enough to realize he needed help. You know, not knowing how to raise a child. You'd be surprised if the adults jump into childhood and think they can take over right away. Right. Right. And even with, honestly, Brother Alfred, even with God's help, we're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes as a parent, as a Christian, as a pastor, as a church member, as a husband, and you will too. We're going to make those mistakes. But if we're willing to listen and be, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to be sensitive to the Lord, what will He do? He'll help us. He'll help us be the person that God has intended for us to be. That's good. Anybody else? Do you have a question, anybody? So let me ask you this. What is your request? You're Manoah. Your wife is barren. You can't have children. What is your request? A lot of us would want proof. Right? What would your request be? Would it be like Manoah's? Hey, I want to see God. I want to see this man of God. And then teach me how to raise that child. What do you think? Pretty strong Christian, and God knew who he is. You probably wouldn't ask that question. You probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't ask the question, but no one did. Right. Because you've got to believe number one, and you've got to believe that there's truth behind that. It's just like we get a lot of prank calls, and I'd say, did you hang up on? Them? But they didn't have phones back then. But. Right. It, it, it is. It's, uh, it takes faith. And the more you dig, the more you, you come to church, the more you learn, the more you dig. And the more you dig, the more you learn. And it's a cycle that we need to get ourselves in because God has done so much. What are we doing to repay Him? We owe right. Him. Yeah, we do. And uh, there's just a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of history in the Old Testament. It's beautiful. All the, all Absolutely. The, but, and it's made interesting. Of course, sometimes I've got to uh, jump over all the... Begats and begat and begat and begat and begat. But you can do that and go on with the... Oh, story. absolutely. And absolutely. It, it's just like, 
this Sunday. I've got the story of Ruth and how she was blessed. But, you know, we all can be blessed as long as we serve God and do His will. Do what we're supposed to do. What right. The Bible teaches us. Right. And it's just doing it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Right. And yeah, I really think this. As I was reading this and studying this, I really think we ought to look inside and ask ourselves the question: Am I? Am I? Do I have the attitude of Manoah that says, "Hey, stop, stop"? Teach me how. Teach me how. What has God given you? What place do you serve? What place, well, who are you? Have you ever asked God to help you be a, a, a good wife? Teach me how to be a good wife. Teach me how to be a good husband. Teach me how to, go through that list. Whatever that list is for you. What, what position you hold at home and who you are outside of church and you're a Christian. Have you ever asked God to teach you how to be that? Because before Manoah even started, he said, stop, teach me, teach me. I, it speaks of his faith, of receiving and his request. He just, he didn't need a sign. He didn't ask for the, for the ground to be wet like Gideon. He didn't ask for the ground to be wet and the fleece to be dry and the fleece to be wet and the ground to be dry. He didn't ask for that. He said, let me see that man of God. Let me see him. Let me look at him. That's my request. And then when the angel of the Lord came to her in verse number nine, she was out in the field and, and the angel of the Lord, angel of God came again unto her. So she ran to her husband, verse 10. And she said, hey, hey, the man's here. In verse 11, and Manoah arose and went after his wife and came to the man. And he said to him, said, uh, thou art the man that thou spakest unto the woman. He said, I am. He said, are you the same guy? He said, I am. And Manoah said, now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? You know what he just asked him? Teach me. Teach me how I'm going to take care of Samson. He didn't know Samson at the time. He didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know. All he knew was that man of God was standing before him, and his request was to that man of God, show me. Show me. How shall we order the child? What kind of steps are we going to put in front of him? What, what kind of guidelines am I going to, uh, how am I going to, how am I going to take care of this child? That's what he was asking. And verse, th verse, 11, uh, verse th uh, 12, he said, and how shall we do unto him? What, what are we going to do unto him? How, how are we going to guide him? How are we going to direct him? What, 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 are, what are our rules? And then the Lord says unto him, the, he says now, and uh, in, uh, in verse 13, and the angel of the Lord said unto him, Manoah of all, that I said unto the woman, let her beware. And then he says, verse 14, and he tells her, the Nazarite vow. That's what he says. He says, uh, she may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, and neither eat anything unclean, and all that I have commanded her, and let her observe it. Now, this was his request. He made that request made known. And then what did the angel tell her? Exactly what he requested. You've got to live a certain way of life. Now, 
what, is that, what does that say to me? You know what that says to me? Trenton, you want to be a good? You want to be, you want me to teach you how to, how to, uh, how to be the right kind of dad? Right here. You want to be the right kind of husband? You want to be the right kind of Christian? You want me to teach you? It's going to be found right here. The other world might try to teach things that are going on today. And it's not right. Unless it's lined upon this, it's not right. Who I am as a Christian, who I am as a person, needs to be lined upon this book. As the Bible says, line upon line. You know what it says? Every Bible verse in this, in this, in this book is written for me. Not every verse was written to me specifically, but all of it was written for me. Because some of it was written specifically to the Jews, and some of it was written specifically to certain pastors and things like that, but all of it was written for my benefit. So what can I learn? What is my request? What do I ask God? Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions we can ask God? What are some things that we can ask God for? To increase your knowledge about Him. For one thing, and also... Uh, that would be a very good question to ask God. Help me to learn more about you. Right. Learn more of your wisdom. It's Help good. Help me be able to understand your writings. Yeah. Boy, that's a good one too. Because, you know, as you, know, you read the Scripture, sometimes there's a lot of it that you're like, I don't completely understand that. Mm -hmm. But I have found the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of, you know, in your Bible, I don't know, your Bible may, your Bible may not, but um, have references in it. And some of those references are good. Some of those references, they, they have them in there. But what, those references are just man-made. So some guy just looked it up and said, well, this verse connects with this verse. So the reference may not always be what's right. But a lot of times those references are helpful. And those help, those, this verse over here lines up with this verse. And this helps me understand where it's connected and how this verse connects with this verse. And the Bible is the best commentary on the Bible. That's right. Well, what else are you going to say? It will uh, also, when you're, you're teaching, first of all, you say, well, what's this got to do with the subject? And then you go on and you find out the dots connect. Right. They always connect up. Right. There is, you know, a meaning later on. Right. Why this was said. Right. And honestly, Brother Alfred, a lot of doctrines that are out there today are because one person finds one verse somewhere and pulls it out and says, well, well, let's go with this. And that verse doesn't even mean that. But because they don't research the verses before it and research the verses after it, to get the true context, a lot of times you need to read the first, the 15 verses before and 15 or 20 verses after, and you'll find the context of that verse most of the time in the Scripture. The dots connect. That's right. That's right. But a lot of times people are like, well, that verse says this right here. Well, let's read around it. Let's see what else it says. You know, so it kind of fills in the fills in the dots for us. What's a, what's any anybody else have any other, any other questions? What is another question we can ask God? I'll ask you to help me retain more of what I'm yeah. 
because you retain more of what you read. If you go to witness, you can pull that out from your mind. Right. Too much. Just like I have trouble. I have trouble remembering Rachel's name. Rebecca was <laughs> Rebecca and Rachel. And Rebecca was Isaac's wife and and Rachel was Jacob's wife. But half the time I can't uh, remember one of them. And and that's like Shadrach Meshach Abednego. I cannot I I one day I sit there in the Bible and I went back and I found Found their Hebrew name. And and look at their real name yeah. and, try, and try to remember it and I'll remember it. But then tomorrow let's see that was Shadrach. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Oh, okay, there you go. I had never heard those names before until I grew up and started studying a little bit and found out that that was those uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those were their Babylonian names. Even Daniel. Daniel's name is not Daniel. It's Belshazzar. Belshazzar, you know, uh, because it was a Babylonian name that was given to him because they were in captivity, you know. You know? But it's so much stuff. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Study to show thyself approved. Is study. That's right. Yeah. Study. Yeah. And really, the story of Ruth is. I can tell it to you through the whole story, but what the outcome, what the story, uh, the blessings that people receive right. by being obedient right. to God's will. That's right. And, uh, just come in front of me as well. <laughs> well, let, that's, that's right, that's right. And you, you know, you ask God to help you retain. The Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. You know, so I need that word in my heart to keep me from doing things I shouldn't do. But then also, like you said, to help you be able to witness. How much easier is it for you to witness if you know what you're talking about? Too many times yeah. you can get a different religion. And I'm not talking about religions, don't give me your own, but get a different religion that's got a different outlook than you do. If you, can retain, mm-hmm. if you, can you can you can show in the Bible where it means and how it teaches and um, and the Bible tells us to to be able to be ready to give any man an answer. That's not exactly what it says, but we need to be ready to give somebody an answer when it comes to this Bible, and that's putting God's word in our heart that we retain what we read. Um, that that's very good, very good. All right, what's another? Anybody else or or that it? What would be your request? Well, during when Manoah was by living, idolatry was a norm. Right. And, right. And God had probably looked pretty hard for the two people that really, truly believed in God, not some idol. Right. And you think about that for just a moment, too. Because a lot of us look at somebody and, uh, man, their faith in the midst of idolatry. Israel had been worshiping an idol for 40 years. So these, these people, Manoah and his wife, were raised by parents 
who were raised by parents in the midst of idolatry. I'm not saying that their parents were idol worshipers. I'm not saying that. But they were surrounded by people who worshipped idols. And Manoah and his wife had faith enough to believe the angel of God. In the midst of idolatry, their faith was still strong. So what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are or what we're surrounded by, we can still have faith in the midst of idolatry. Many times people get so upset about a direction of our country and the direction of certain things, but it doesn't matter who runs the government. It doesn't matter whether it's good or whether it's bad. You can still have faith in the midst of idolatry in the midst of you go to countries all across the world that have socialism and communism and places such like that that don't have the freedoms that we have today. But guess what's still there? Faith. Faith in God because people have not allowed that surrounding to change their belief in God. So here was Manoah and here was his wife in the midst of idolatry. Never backed down. Never stopped believing and having faith regardless of his circumstances. Are, are, are we going on to continue next week? Yes. Well, let me read something to you. Why did Manoah honor Samson's request to get him that Philistine woman? Because the Philistines were. I'll worship her. Idol worshippers. Yeah, but but Noah allowed but when Samson told his parents that he wanted a wife. Yeah. And but why did he do it? He did it. Why? And he's a Christian man. That's right. But I know God had a plan for it. And that's the only thing I can come up with why he would step out and get a Philistine woman. But, now, but I'm sure Samson was up pretty big then. They may not want to tangle me. Right. But, I, I, you know, I, I will say, you know, I don't know. As far as, uh, you know, being able to tell you why. But I would think that, honestly, he just was trying to please his son. You know, trying to help his son. Uh, he wasn't helping his son, but trying to, trying to please his son. You know, I'm sure it worked out like the Lord had it planned. It did. We were talking about, you know, we were talking about this got to happen before this happens. When you pray, sometimes it takes a while for the prayer right. to answer because right. Joe Blow needs to go do something and, and somebody else needs everything. God has to put all the pieces together to be able to get that prayer answer. Yes, sir. It, it will be answered if you have the faith. Right. Keep, keep the faith. So, I know through Manoah getting the Philistine woman that everything fell into place. Right. But that was just a step in Samson's life that was in the wrong direction. You know, that was just another step. And he went down, you know. And I wonder, you know, some of you wonder about what is that book on? We'll know. We'll know. Amen. Amen. Well... We better land this plane. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll cover the rest of the chapter next week. Lord, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for tonight. I pray that you've used me in spite of me, Lord. 
I do pray that you'd help us all to have faith in you in the midst of whatever's going on, whether it's good or bad or whether people are for us or whether people are against us. Lord, just help us to help us to have faith.